Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 115 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and I am here with my good friend, Josh Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? I am uh, trying to avoid a migraine. I don't know if any of our listeners can relate, but when uh, a pre uh determine not not determination um symptom i don't know of if i'm gonna get a bad headache yeah is i get what i call crackly vision it's like on the periphery of my eyes it's like it's like like aluminum like cellophane or something and it's like strange like i don't have a headache right now so i just took some medicine I hope I don't know if you really wanted to know that information when you asked how I'm doing but that's how I'm doing right now so you, those of you that know what our studio looks like, it's even more creepy because we're sitting in the dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we The glow of our devices and the soundboard are <laughs> lighting this up. Um, and we can see the light from the hallway because so, it's helping me. So, yeah, that's how I'm doing. Yeah. How about you? I'm, I'm doing okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all here. Yep. We're here, present and accounted for. Mm-hmm. We just had a meeting of the minds in the auditorium. So this is this is why when p- people listen to our podcast, they get inside information, right? Yeah. Because, so we're, you know, we're at this place where we're going, what do we do with seating? How can we do it better? How can we make sure more seats are used so we're not having to drag seats out? You know, like, because we're right on that periphery of... Do we go back to two services or not? And we're just not there yet, mm-hmm. um, especially when you think about the serve teams that are needed, especially with, like, porch kids and stuff like that. Anyway, blah, blah, that's a lot of background. So, anyway, so we're doing a little bit of a redesign of the auditorium, and some people won't even notice it. Some people will be like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm interested to see what we hear. So, But we've kind of just you know move chairs a little bit to help help people be seated yeah so we just had that meeting of the minds in the auditorium me you justin and Kristen. yeah because everyone's when they're standing up worshiping you go man this room's full and then they sit down you go oh, oh there's, there's chairs there's everywhere eight chairs there and five chairs there. yeah 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 so it it really doesn't help that we <laughs> don't me. have like uh a slanted seating area really mm, yeah know, yeah if like we a th- had if theater. we had that it would be a lot better mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So, Steve, if you want to get on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that. Um, so, listen, I've got to say something about last week's episode, episode 114. Okay. So, you kicked us off talking about this whole AI, artificial intelligence thing. Yeah. And first and foremost, I did listen back to it. I, I usually will listen back to our episodes. There's yeah. might be a couple I haven't, mm-hmm. but I was listening back to it, and a couple of things. Number one, I realized I said the word wow a whole lot. Yeah. I also said no a whole mm-hmm. lot while you were explaining these things, because I was like, no, like I don't believe it, but it was true. Um, and then um, I would really, I, I know you sent me a... You were saying, hey, this is what you could do. Yeah. And you actually did it. Yeah. And so let's give a little background before you read this news article about me, which 
Here's the deal. Even though you and I had that conversation about how you can generate a news article, mm-hmm. even though we had had the conversation, when you sent me that text, I thought it was an actual news article. Like, it is that And well I was written. like three sentences in before I was like, oh, no, no, this is that thing he generated. Because I was like, "What? where is this written and who wrote this and why? Yeah. But, I mean, if I did what is said in that article, I would understand why someone would write that. Yeah. So, so if you remember what I said, like <laughs> off the top of my head, I was like, you could have an article written about Reverend Sheldon Patterson juggling fiery kittens <laughs> while she was preaching. Yeah. And now, but give it before you share. So the background behind that is this AI that's been developed. It's this chatbot GPT. Yeah. That basically you type in a prompt and it can generate what you were wanting, mm-hmm. what you were wanting it to produce. So crazy. So, so I said, write a new, so this is what I originally. Yeah, walk us through the steps. What'd you do? So I originally told You went it to, to www. No, no, I mean, you can find it. It's not <laughs> I, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, I said, write an article about Reverend Shannon Patterson juggling fire while she is preaching in Valdosta, Georgia at the Porch Community Church. <laughs> originally, I put in kitten, but apparently you're not allowed to have like kittens in danger or oh. animals in danger. So okay. it said that is violates our terms so so i had to i had to take out kittens okay but all right this is the article that it came up with in Mm. less than 30 seconds oh my goodness gracious reverend shannon patterson a not a dynamic and inspiring leader at the porch community church in valdosta georgia has taken her preaching to new heights (laughs) by incorporating the art of fire juggling into her sermons (laughs) patterson who has been a pastor at the porch for several years discovered her passion for fire juggling (laughs) While on a mission trip to Africa, she was struck by the way the local performers use fire to captivate their audience and convey powerful messages. Mm. Upon her return to Valdosta, Patterson began incorporating her new skills into her sermons at the porch. Her congregation was initially skeptical. (laughs) As as you should be. (laughs) But Patterson's ability to seamlessly weave her fire juggling routines into her teachings quickly won them over. Patterson's performance are not just a gimmick, but rather a powerful to- tool for connecting with her mm. congregation and illustrating the messages of her sermons. For example, she might use the flames to represent the burning passion of the Holy Spirit That's right. or the dangers of sin. That's right. The Porch Community Church has seen a surge in attendance <laughs> since Patterson began her fire-juggling sermons, with many people drawn to the unique and captivating experience. Patterson's unique approach... To preaching has also gained her recognition beyond her local community. She has been invited to speak at conferences and events across the country, sharing her message of hope and inspiration through the medium medium of fire juggling. Despite the added attention, Patterson remains dedicated to her congregation at the porch. That's right. She continues to use her fire juggling as a powerful tool for connecting with her community and spreading the word of God. That sounds legit. If there's a surge in attendance, it's because somebody wants to see me burn. They <laughs> want to see me mess up, get something on fire. But that is so okay. The story itself is just funny. It's like a Mad Lib, but but uh, I mean that, that was the fact that the, it did that. Yeah, in less than thirty seconds. Yes, and then oh. I could go to another AI and generate a picture of it. <laughs> oh, you don't need to generate a picture. I've got pictures of me juggling. Okay, fiery, fiery, fiery kittens. No. <laughs> I can juggle tennis balls. I don't, I don't, I've never juggled them when they were aflame. But I will tell you, since, since, uh, playing with it a little bit. Yeah. I've used it 
a couple more times as like the base, like a baseline <coughs> for <me>. social <laughs> media posts. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go in and tweak it and make it more colloquial. Wow. So I'll do like create a social uh, post uh, talking about our new men's ministry launching tonight. Make it exciting and we'll have food. We'll have hot dogs, worship, and, a guest, and a guest speaker. Fellas. No. I think that was against its terms to say food, fun, and fellowship. <laughs> They're like, nope, that is against that is against our community standards. <laughs> you cannot say that's food, against fun, our quality fun. standards. <laughs> but it generates a really good base, and then mm-hmm. you can kind of tweak it off that. Because wow. like it'll because it generates what whatever you're looking for, and it'll use correct grammar and stuff like that, which I'm very weak in. So it it does give me a decent template to work that's, off of. Yeah, well, that's good. Use it for good. Yeah. Use it for good and. And for fun. And I'm and fellowship. <laughs> but don't yeah, no food. Just yeah. don't eat it. So like I, that's so weird. And then playing with it like I I asked it to write a script about a media pastor in small town Georgia and it gave me like three pages of a first script and it said, <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> are you are you gonna pitch a show? No, sitcom? I, no, I'm just trying to <laughs> like I was just trying to think of playing around, playing around and seeing all all what it could do. And it oh is, my goodness gracious, it is impressive. And then if you're on TikTok, you know the latest thing is like that AI filter that takes your face and generates a a painting. Yes. You know, so it we're we're in interesting territory with mm-hmm. with artificial intelligence and. It's, it's... It's ridiculous. No, and usually those movies don't end well. (laughs) They don't. (laughs) Yeah, I was just reading something the other day talking about when the, and I I don't even know if I should mention it because I don't have the details, but it was something to the effect of, that's how, that's bad. This is bad, bad podcast etiquette I'm about to do, Um, is somewhere I read something that said something about, see, that's (laughs) um, how soon it was predicted that AI would become sentient. Like they would. Sentient, un- yeah. Is that how you say that? I've always said sentient. Oh, sentient. Sentient. Yeah. And yeah, they're aware, self aware. And, yeah. and, um, so it was, it was pretty interesting. And it wasn't that far. It was like 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Which... The, the thing about it is they have to get, um, AI or that humans have to be able to, to program well enough to program out human error for it to get Mm, there. Yep. And we're not smart enough to program ourselves out yet. But AI's just going to hurry up now. I could do that if you'd let me. Yeah, so if we get get to where we could program our errors out, Mm -hmm. then it could do it. But right right now, the human error error factor is what's keeping us from AI from getting to that. The robot's like, here, hold my oil can. But something that is interesting... (laughs) Yeah. This isn't AI, but it does talk about like movie stuff becoming reality. <laughs> is there is a company in like Iceland or something that is trying to figure out a way to um, combat uh, tundra erosion, mm-hmm. and they are crossbreeding elephants and um, living mammoth DNA that they've found in permafrost, and within the next five years they've already they're growing embryos of woolly mammoths what yeah how, how what okay how does that help with tundra tundra erosion apparently the way they live their life uh-huh. is that um they take water from places that have oh. started to melt and it'll refreeze gotcha 
because of the way they like carry things and stuff like that. <laughs> so whoever tuned into this episode is going, "What are we talking about?" Yeah. So, <laughs> so that. So. Well, I can't wait for the update on that. Can, when, you know, episode three hundred and fourteen. You can let us know how how the uh, woolly mammoth babies are doing. Yeah, or that was an article written by Chat GPT. Ch- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, so today uh, I wanted to for us to talk actually about something we talked about in staff on Monday, um, because it's it's all in line with this. Um, you know, we've we're in this Romans eight series, and two weeks ago I preached on uh, just the battle, the ongoing battle between spirit and flesh, which is really all of Romans eight. I mean, really, really, it's scripture. Um, and then Justin talked this past Sunday about us being. Uh, adopted into the family of God and just exactly what that means. Um, and so th- that should in, in effect be like a, um, yes, the reality of sin and, and flesh, uh, and, and the spirit of God. Here's what I found. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. My sin. has been acting yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, but even though the, the battle is there, the good news of Romans eight is that we've been adopted as children of God. Like we, and not just like kind of adopted, like not, you know, like in the Disney movies, like the ugly stepchild, you know, mm-hmm. Cinderella, yeah. Cinderella, but like we are full, full in. And that should be the impetus for us to, to live into like, I am a child of God. The spirit of God is within me. You know, I am, I am equipped to fight against the the battle of flesh and sin. Anyway, so that's just been in my brain. It's it's all that. And in Philippians chapter two, verse five, Paul. And I want to look at something out of Philippians two today. Um, Paul makes this comment. He says, "Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus." Which, if you just actually pause for a minute and think about that. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. I mean, that seems like a daunting reality, right, Josh? Mm-hmm. Right, the mind of Christ. Um, and so, and then he, Paul goes on in, in Philippians 2 to explain what that looks like, what that means, how is that even possible, how do you start to... to you know, have the mindset, but, but that's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to set our minds on the things of God. Um, now I don't know if you knew, know this, but, um, well, I know you do now, Josh, but <laughs> Paul, he didn't author a hymn, he, but he wrote a hymn, he wrote a song or he, he shared a hymn or he shared a psalm in his letter to the church in Philippi. Um, we know that because it's included in this letter. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we, you know, when we're reading our Bible, we might skip over something or not, not notice, but when something is bracketed or indented, you know, it's either often it's a quote from the old Testament, um, you know, or, you know, in the Psalms or just anywhere. And you find that in Philippians chapter two, and he starts, this is not, he says, let the same mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus. But then you look at verse six of Philippians two, and if you look in your Bible, you'll see that it is indented, that this whole section here, uh, verses like six through 11 are indented. And it's actually from, this is biblical scholar information here. So not, not Shannon's 
uh, information, um, is that this was known to be among the, the first generation church, the first century church. This was a known song or hymn that was shared, um, kind of like a doxology. Yeah. Um, something that, and it was, and of course the whole reason behind that is, first of all, they didn't have, they had the Old Testament scriptures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but song is a way to remember. Um, you know, that's, we all know that there's something about our brain that, that memorizes and remembers tunes and songs and the lyrics to songs. I mean, I know something could probably come on right now from your high school days, Josh, and, and you would be like, I don't know the words. And you put the tune to it and all of a sudden you're saying the words. Oh yeah. It's like your brain Mm -hmm. recalls it, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, (coughs) when we were downtown, the, uh, uh, traditional service music minister Kenji Bolden mm-hmm. would go to the uh, nursing homes and he would oh, yeah. sing to people in the nursing homes and, and a lot of them had dementia, dementia Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Yep, they couldn't remember family names or anything like that, but he'd play a tune. Yeah, and they knew all the words. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see what music therapy, um, the effect that it has on yeah. on um, yes, elderly, but even you know. Um, damaged brain, you know, from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things. It, it's amazing to, to see that. So, um, so Paul shares this song, hymn, that the first century Christians were learning, memorizing. They shared with one another. It was a way to worship. It was a way to remember. It was a way to teach. So a young child would have known this. And there's actually a name for this hymn, and it's called the Kenosis Hymn. Now, he didn't say, let's all sing the Kenosis Hymn. He didn't even write the term Kenosis, but that's how it is referred to. So if you Googled Kenosis him, Kenosis, K-E-N-O-S-I-S. And if you're going, I've never heard of this, don't feel bad. I had to Google it too. <laughs> Be- I knew the hymn. I just didn't know that it was called the Kenosis hymn. Right. And if you're an OG from Valdosta, you would know that Justin's band, Solar 7, was originally called Kenosis. I did not know. But that. because there was another band with that name, they had to change their name. Oh. Yeah, so it's it's funny. But what Kenosis means, it's a Greek word, and it means emptying. It's the emptying of self. And in regard to Jesus, this is the passage that is about how Jesus basically emptied himself of his deity in order to take on flesh to become human in human form and and be present here on earth and be submitted to all the things we're submitted to um you know temptation um everything hunger i mean every human thing that we deal with jesus emptied himself of his deity to come that but he, he was and this is the whole this is so difficult it's like he's fully god and fully man um but this is what the kenosis means it's that empty of a self so <clears throat> We know, so when Paul wrote Philippians, it was around the year 61 or 62. So 61 um, or 62 years AD. So this is 30, less than 30 years since the death of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? Um, And so we know that this Kenosis hymn was being sung before this, that, that he wrote it. So it's, it's been around, it's there at the beginning. And this is what he says. So remember verse five, he says, um, 
have the same mindset as Jesus in your relationships, have with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. And then he says this, and he gives us this, 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 um, the mind of Christ, the, the pattern for the Christian life. Um, so here's the kenosis beginning of our six. It says who talking about Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. That's the kenosis. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. That's the kenosis. By becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whew, that's the kenosis hymn, Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. So, if you were to look at this, and I, many of you are just re, he, listening to this, but I encourage you to go look at this later. What you'll see is this deliberate parallelism in here because you have Jesus taking the form of God. He is the form of God, and then he takes the form of a servant. He, he is obedient to God, but he's not coerced to do it. He, he, em, he chooses to empty himself. He humbles himself. And then in that humbling, God exalts him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, so this is parallelism. And, and this is what Paul is saying to the church that we are encouraged to do. We are to have the mind of Christ. And then Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 and 11 says, this is what Jesus did. Jesus emptied himself. He humbled himself and God exalted him. Uh, he did not consider himself greater. He, he didn't do any of those things. Um, and so this is what we're encouraged to do. And having that mindset is not easy. Um, being obedient to that is not easy. And we, in our staff meeting, we, we talked about a couple of verses. Um, and one, actually, <laughs> Matthew seven fourteen. that's actually our theme verse for um, our journey weekend that's coming up in February for our hey, students. Hey, fifth our, and eighth graders. Yeah, hey. Fifth through eighth graders. If you hadn't signed <laughs> up, go ahead and sign up. All of our fifth through eighth grade audience. Yep. Um, but. Ben. Yeah. So Matthew seven fourteen. It's it's the verse that says, The gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So having the mind of Christ, it is a it is a process. It is a, I'm, I'm choosing to to live this way it is not the easy way it is not the broad road it is not the wide road um and it's not you know this coming sunday i'm talking about um uh, we're at the the place in romans 8 where we're looking at this whole concept of the present suffering and future glory and so that's also on my on my mind and i think about that in regard to how as believers um, we expect sometimes things to be easy uh, when in fact they might actually be more difficult because we're a believer. Mm. Um, it could be the outside, um, the, you know, response to us. It could be an internal, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a person of faith and yet this is happening. So God, I'm not questioning my faith, but this is before me and 
I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I'm supposedly know? doing everything right. Why is this happening? Why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. You know? And, of course, I hate that. I don't like that question because the, the answer is well, we're not good people. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in him we become, you know, forgiven. But, you know, we it, – it's almost – it's kind of depressing really because everything is like, you know – Everything's been perverted since since the fall, since sin, since the garden. Yep. Um, the the human body, as beautiful as a new newborn baby is, and congrats to John and Taylor Crowell, our connections pastors, for the birth of their son Peyton yesterday. But um, as beautiful as a newborn baby is, it, like it is, the human form is even less than what. It should have. Been. It should have been the mm-hmm. initial initial creation was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I'm I'm going on a tangent there, but um, we're we're told G- Paul says have the mind of Jesus Christ, have it, and and empty yourself, you know, humble yourself, um, and and be prepared for it to be a, a difficult journey. It's a narrow road, um, but it but it's worth the journey of going on that. And what happens, Josh, is that. If we start to, you know, try to walk that road, mm-hmm. we we are going to very quickly confront our ego, yep, our self will of oh, I want to do what I want to do, our need for control, all these things mm-hmm. come up, um, you know. But then we read something like Galatians five twenty four, where it says that actually. Our, our flesh has been crucified with Jesus. And not only just our flesh, but like that's talking about our passions and our desires. So if we belong to Christ Jesus, we, mu- we should consider ourselves also crucified with him. Mm. <sighs> our old self. Right, but that, that, that's not fun. No. That's uncomfortable. No, it sucks. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the challenge, right? Um, so... There's this submission, and it's painful, but but God God can pure He purifies us in in the process. Um, I said this I think in staff meeting. Um, one of the things I I definitely see in Paul's writings in the New Testament is how often he says like, you know, as as much as you're able, you know, or if yeah. if you're able, or you know, it's like he it's not an expectation for us to be perfect. It's just an expectation for us to to try (laughs) try yeah just try um and to really try not not be like yeah i tried but like really try not like when i ask at because we're working on adeline to be able to buckle and unbuckle the bottom part of her car seat Mm -hmm. and she'll like squeeze like half a time like i tried Uh, i tried and you you get so frustrated you didn't (laughs) try and then and then you flip it on your head it's like how hard do we actually try to live like Christ? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. Well, I tried for a day. Yeah. It was too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's like there's this kenosis pattern that I that is present. Um this there's a narrow path to God. We can submit, um, die to ourselves, be conformed to the image of Christ. And and when that happens, I, well, what should happen? Is that we start to look around and go, oh wow, I was not, I was not made for this place. I'm, I'm made for another place. I'm a foreigner here. I'm an exile here, 
right? And which is what First Peter chapter two tells us, which is that um, you know, Paul writes, "Dear dear friends, um, excuse me, Peter writes, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul." Foreigners and exiles. He's not talking about, hey, you're from another country, so therefore you shouldn't, you know. No, it's it's not. He's not. He's like, you were made for another place. You're a citizen of heaven. Uh, you are sons and daughters of the king. And because of that, um, you know, live differently than the world around you and know that there is a war raging against your soul. So be aware of that, which goes into second Corinthians five twenty when, when we're told that we are Christ's ambassadors and what, what's the significance of an ambassador, Josh? I mean, they speak for people that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's our understanding even now, like there's an embassy, you know, in another country, mm-hmm. an American embassy, a mm-hmm. U.S. embassy. You know, talking about all those movies where things are going crazy. It's like, then, run to the embassy. Well, and then, like, all the embassies that are here to speak for countries that the leader of the country can't come over here all the time and right. like, talk about dealings. Right. They have so, someone that speaks on behalf of them. Mm-hmm. And it's this, and it's obvious when we talk about an ambassador, even in, you know, political context, it's you are in a place that's not your country, and you're, but you're there speaking on behalf of your country. Um, that's how we should view our, our purpose, our role is I'm not made for this place, mm. um, but I'm here as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, I spoke at FCA this morning at Scintilla and I was talking to our students about, um, just the responsibility we have as believers and to, to not that there should be fruit there should be evidence of if we say we follow jesus it should be apparent and obviously if someone's an ambassador for jesus um you know we're not going no no you know no shade against canadians but we're not going to ask a canadian to go and be our ambassador to another country they're canadian we, we want a u.s citizen to do that right yeah and so <laughs> a um i was trying to fit, fit it in <laughs> but like yeah we we want the person to represent that represents and that's the whole point right and so when we see this like what we find and all this all this jumble i'm trying to express here today on this episode is that we are called to have the we're we're encouraged to have the mind of Christ. We see through the kenosis hymn in Philippians two that Jesus humbled himself and he he served others um, in human form. This is what he did, and we're called to do this. We are called to humble ourselves and um, take on the mind of Jesus Christ. And like Paul says in many places, just to try. Just to make the attempt yes. to do so. And then to view ourselves, to see ourselves as ambassadors. Like we are here to represent Christ. Not not ourselves, not not something else, not our family name or anything else. We're here for that. That That's why we are here. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I have no idea if this makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but this is what's kind of been on the forefront of my mind and, and what I'm processing, um, through the Romans eight series and, you know, and other things I'm reading and, and considering and, you know, working on for our journey weekend, all of this, it's just all, 
it's all together, and I'm trying to express that to you guys. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense as being an example for for people to see God through your journey towards God. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Like, are are they seeing the narrow road and the gate through your walk on the narrow road towards the gate? Yep. Yep. And if they're not, how can we adjust that to be a better ambassador for our for our calling for God for Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we need to because we're meant to live like Christ. And if we're not, people can't see Christ through us. Yep. Very true. Very true. Very true. And that's and that's our biggest calling on this planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is to live like Christ. Yeah. And and Christianity fans out from there. Yes, and goes on and on. Yeah. So, well, that's all I had for us in regard to this today. So, is there anything else we want to mention, talk about before we sign off on this episode? Um, we got Journey Weekend coming up. We've had the launch of both of our men's and women's ministries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah. The men so, kicked off last week. And the women the week before. Yep. Yep. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them have leaders that aren't people on staff, which is fantastic. That yes. Have, Amen. Have Woo. an incredible passion for seeing mm-hmm. men grow closer to each other and grow closer to Christ at the same time. And I yep. think we have at, with Tim and Nikki has the same passion for, for the sure. women. Yep. And it is something that we've talked about. You know, since we got since we started, here, since we started, but it, we're finally able to do it. And you know what? Got it was supposed to happen now because these these people were given the passion to do it within the past year. Yes. So yep. this is when it was supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to happen in 2019. Nope. A so, lot of things were going to happen in 2020, but <laughs> but but they but they weren't supposed to happen. You yeah. Know? No. Exactly. Yeah. That's so right. um, it's all. COVID really had, you know, on the flip side of it, it was really making me understand what meaning, what meaning God's timing has. God's timing, mm-hmm. Because you think when when you're starting something, it's God's timing for everything to happen. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know, all, it's almost like he wanted us to establish a solid core bef- for a longer time than we, prob- <clears throat> we probably would have expected to. That's true. Yeah, then, we would have tried to probably to implement a lot of things earlier that and then we needed to get our legs under us. And now, three and a half years in, we're finally starting to branch out in these ministries that we thought we'd have launched. Oh yeah, by a year. Very true. So very it, true. It's, it's very interesting, to, and I think because of strengthening, God had a strengthening in the core. I think these branches are going to be much stronger. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. I want to say uh, something because I know I know most of the people that listen to uh, our podcast are, you know, they're in, they're yeah. they're connected, they're core, they're um, you know, and if if you're just checking us out, welcome as well. Um, but I do want to say, you know, I'm so appreciative of the way that our people invest. Um, you know, when we had our equip. Uh, leadership training a few weeks ago, you know, at the beginning of the, of the year, really. Um, it's just the investment of our people and, and the time, you know, one of the things I forget sometimes, Josh, 
is that we're paid to be here. This is mm-hmm. our this is our career, and and we have people who are so invested, and yet they have completely other careers, yeah. and yet they're making time and putting in time, and you know, just making that just the commitment is is huge, and I'm just mm-hmm. really really thankful mm-hmm. for our people. So yeah. Um, I think the heater's on, and I'm about to pass out. All right, well, let's wrap it up. And I've got a headache, and it's just a lot of things. So, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks. We look forward to seeing you Sunday, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Josh, thank you, as always, for everything you do. Thank you. We'll see you guys later. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.